Up to Yud Zayin Amid Aleph by the two dots. I know, I know. I'm so broken up about it. So, okay, I'm looking forward. So anyway, so the Gemara says like this. Just to remind us, from here into the Mishnah is the end. Officially putting a bow on the whole Rava, Rava, at least for today's daf, because I don't know if it continues tomorrow. <laughs> but just to review one point. Um, nafka mina between Rava and Rava is whether two people have to say Bifana Nechta, Bifana Nechta. So we had yesterday that you had in the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah said, let's say, um, one person says Bifani Nechtav and one person says Bifani Nechtam. So it's a problem because each one is just saying, the Bifani Nechtav, that's nothing. Bifani Nechtam is nothing. So it's, in, it's insignificant. But we had yesterday, I, it's two people. So you see from here that two people that bring a get have to say Bifani Nechtam. And in this case, we don't accept the way they're saying it, so it's no good. We said yesterday that we're according to some opinions, if they're both the shliach, then it's fine. Because once they're both the shliach, then it's two shluchim that deliver. They don't have to say b'fanenechta, So we have to just plug in that back and forth into one last point of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Echad oimer one person says b'fanenechtav, and then two people say b'fanenechtam, kosher. Now the question is, why is this kosher? So this says the Gemara, Amr of Ami, Amr of Yochanan, Says the Gemara, why is this okay? Again, you have my father says, and then you two say, kosher. Why? So says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. It dafka works in this case. Because if you could actually look at it like this, he said, but that's, that's only half of it. You two are saying b'fani nechtam, but you're not the shliach. So, so why does it work? So the answer is, it works like this: you, My father is the shliach. So because my father is the shliach, what he says has the power of two. So he said b'fani nechtam. So that's like two people said b'fani nechtam, and then you said b'fani nechtam. So that's two people. That's why it works. But if let's say you're the shluchim, right? So you said b'fani nechtam, great. But his saying b'fani nechtam is now irrelevant. Meaning, one person is empowered with the power of two when he's the shliach. So you need both statements to be said. You need to be able to check off nechtav, nechtam. So you two said b'fani nechtam, check. My father said b'fani nechtav. Now, the question is, is that significant or is it irrelevant? The answer is, well, if he's the shliach, then we're fine. So he's the shliach, so he has the power of two, nechtav, check. Nechtam, two people, check. Oh, that's why it works. But if you two are the shluchim, and he's just a rando that you got off the street, then it's no good. Why? Because your statement is good, but his statement is irrelevant to the equivalent of saying b'fani nechtam on its own. That's the, that's the halacha. So it's only okay when the eid echad is the shliach. Why? Because if the eid echad is not a shliach, you in essence just have three people and they're just saying b'fani nechtam. No good. What do you see from here? You see from here that even if multiple people bring a get, they have to say b'fani nechtam, b'fani nechtam. Because if multiple people have to bring a get and don't have to say b'fani nechtam, then it doesn't matter what the permutation is. Meaning, I'm trying to make it work that you have a good b'fani nechtam and a good b'fani nechtam. So you have a good b'fani nechtam because two people. The question is, do you have a good b'fani nechtam? Well, it depends. If he's the shliach, then he's empowered. If not, he's an eidachot, no good. This whole conversation of trying to make it work that it's a good b'fani nechtav, and a good b'fani nechtav is assuming that multiple shluchim have to say b'fani nechtav, b'fani nechtav. So says the Gemara, 
Alma Kasava, you see from the Sugya, Shnayim Shaviu Get, Medina Sayam, that if two people could bring a get from outside of Israel, they have to say, and now the question is, how is it a good way of saying in our sugya? So the answer is, if the Eid Echad is a Shliach, he's empowered. You two are empowered by being two. Two, two, check, check. So, so what we're saying over here is that if two people bring a get, they have to say, each, each individual has to say well, no, no, or, or one of them could say it on behalf of both. But, but at least there, there needs to be a proper statement of And therefore, in our sugya, there's only one way that that statement is proper, and that is if he's the shliach. Because if he's not the shliach, and you guys are the shluchim, then you're good, but there's no b'fanyanechtam. You don't have a good b'fanyanechtam. So you see from here that even two people need to say b'fanyanechtam. Yep. So the Gemara says, Ravasi, so now let's plug it in. Elamiata, so now you tell me that two people have to say Bafanachtabanach. So let's go back to yesterday's Gemara. Reisha Ditani, the earlier in the mission it said, Shnaim Oimru Bafaninu Nechtav, two people say Bafani Nechtav, Vachar Oimru Bafani Nechtam, and one said Bafani Nechtav is puzzle. Rav Yehuda Mash, Rav Yehuda says it's okay, but the Rabbana hold this puzzle. Why? Two people said Bafani Nechtav, but that's only half the statement. One person said Bafani Nechtam, he didn't say both. No good. I, what, what if they're all shluchim? The answer is, even if they're all shluchim, it's no good. But wait a minute, if they're all shluchim, that means you have three people. I thought you don't have to say b'fanei when there's multiple people. The answer is, according to the sugya, you do. So when the Rabbanon hold that it's a puzzle, even if they're all shluchim, it's a problem. Why? Because there's no proper b'fanei in this case. Either multiple people, I thought multiple people don't have to say. The answer is, yes, correct, meaning... According to this sugya, multiple people have to say and if you don't have, due to a technicality, don't have, no good. Now that's the first version. But some have the opposite version that he said. In this case, where my father says and it's and then you two said and we said it's kosher. According to this version, it's even if you two are the shluchim, meaning my father's statement is irrelevant. So, it basically, there is no in this case, right? You guys are good because you said nechtam, but that's only half of it. He's an Eid Echad, but he's not empowered as a Shliach. No good. But still it's kosher. Why? Because this sugya follows the view that when there's multiple Shluchim, you don't have to say So even if it's not a good form of the statement, it doesn't matter because you don't have to say it. So the Gemara says, According to this sugya, according to this version, if multiple people bring a get, they don't have to say Now let's plug it into yesterday's sugya. According to this, that when Rabbanon had an issue yesterday, it's when they're all not the shluchim. But if they're all the shluchim, it's kosher because even though it's not a good statement, but once you have multiple shluchim, you don't need to say incorrect. Now, just to end the sugya, he changed his mind. The first version, he said, you need to say when there's multiple shluchim, and the second version, he did not. So they called him on it. They said, Didn't you tell us differently last time? So This is a peg that should not be moved, meaning this view I'm, 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 I'm in. First, I changed my mind about the first one, but this one, hold on to the second teaching because this is the acre. Okay. Correct. Correct. Now, new sugya, a very, very... This is if you bring a get from Chutzlar, it's, I, I have no idea. <laughs> 
So this is actually very Gishmakasugya. This is one of those where it's not that difficult. You just have to like focus and understand. But it's actually very interesting. And that is, what if you have a, a predated get? Is that a problem? So the get was written and on June 1st. So the date was filled out June 1st. But it was signed. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Everything was just filled out. It was one of those where the chasana, the, the, the get. The get was written during the day, but it was signed at night. So it's a predated get, because in essence, it was written with the date, June 1st, but it was only delivered, meaning signed, not delivered, but it was only signed with the edim at that night, which is June 2nd, halachically. Or, I don't know, you'd alaf nisan, you'd beis nisan, you understand. So it's written, it's like a chasana, it's like a chasana, but think of it as a get. Right, you ever been to a chasana? They write the ksuba during the day, and then the chup is at night. So the get the date. Is the date say it again. Is the date for the is the date for the witnesses in the ketuba? In like they, yes. they don't have the dates, do they? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. No, I never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every chasana. That's why. That's why they're like chasanas. They try to not have a predated ksuba. The difference is by a ksuba. That's not. It's not really. It doesn't. Where's the premise halacha for that? By a ksuba or by a get? Both on the same day. What we're going to see, that's the, that's the sugya. That's the sugya. This sugya is understanding the need for a date on a get, and what is the issue if it's predated. So let's see the mission. The mission says, Nikhtab. There's two things. There's a date on the get and the date where the witness, when the witness is signed. No, 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 no. Oh, so let me, okay, I, I didn't understand oh, your that, question. That, that, no, 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 no. There's no date for when it's signed. There's a date for when it's written, and then they just sign on the bottom. <clears throat> so you assume when you read a get or read a ksuba that it was signed at the time it was written. But it's actually possible to be signed much later, which is the problem, potentially. So, the Mishnah says like this. Right, again, when you write a get, you write the date, and then it's just signed on the bottom. So if it's written during the day and signed that day, great. Perfect. If it's written at night and signed at night, perfect. The date is, is good. But what happens if the get is written up at night? Meaning, oh, I'm sorry, so far so good. Night and day because it's the same halachic day. Kasher. Fine, so far so good. But what if it's written during the day by Yoim? It's written Yud Aleph Nisan. They write a get. Uh, John divorces his wife, uh, Yocheved. And maybe that's why they got divorced because the names are. Oh, I was, yeah. So they got divorced on Yud Aleph Sivan, okay? Because Maisa, it says they got divorced Yud Aleph. But it was only signed that night, which is Yud Bez. Now, it doesn't say in the get you'd base, but in essence, so you have a predated get. Now, this is a um, not such an extreme case. This is just one day. But conceptually, it could be written Yud Aleph, and it could be signed Chaf Aleph. The question is, is that an issue to have a predated get? So the Mishnah says, puzzle. It's a problem. Now, we'll have to figure out why this is a problem in the, in the Gemara. Rav Shimon Mashab, Rav Shimon's okay with it. Why? Rav Shimon says, in general, all documents that are predated are an issue except for a divorce. Now, why are the average documents predated an issue? I'll give you an example. Very simple. I loan Gavin $1,000 on Yud Aleph, right? But it says in the document that I loaned it to him on Yud a day before. So you say, who cares? I'll tell you why it matters. I can, there's a lien on his property from the time of the loan, which means if you bought land from him, I could collect it from you. But I'm collecting it before the loan actually took place. That's a problem. So you can't just predate stuff because that creates problems financially and it has ramifications. You understand? Because the second there's a loan document, the second the, from the time of writing, from the time of the loan, there's a lien. 
if you write that the loan took place earlier, that means that there's a false lien on the property. So I will be collecting a debt from encumbered property, meaning you bought land from Gavin, I could collect it from you unlawfully because I'm collecting before the actual loan took place. You understand? So that's, you have to focus on this one. So that's, that's, that's the issue with a loan document. The question is, what about a get? So let's analyze. So is a machlekes tanoyim, is machlekes tanoyim, whether a get that's predated is a problem. So let's figure out why do you need a date in a get at all? And then let's try to figure out whether predating is going to be an issue. This is, if there's a focus on this one. Itmar, the Gemara says, why, why do you need a date in a get at all? Who cares? Just write a divorce, hand it to her. What's the, what's the big deal? Why do you need a date in general? And then we'll figure out whether predating is an issue. So the two reasons. Rav Yechanan Omar, Mishambasa Choyse. Rav Yechanan says because of the niece. Give me an example. Let's say a man, okay, a man divorced, a man finds out his wife committed adultery. So she gets the death penalty, yeah? Does he care generally? Uh, probably not. I know she's the mother of his children, but like, whatever. She, she made that mistake, that's her problem. What if he married his niece? He married a cousin, right? So besides for being a wife, it's also family. We're afraid that if you don't have a date in the divorce, this is what's going to happen. She's going to be proven to have committed adultery on June 1st. So she's like, she's terrified because she's going to get killed in Besden. So he's like, here's what we'll do. I'm going to write a divorce for you. I'm not going to date it. You'll tell people you were divorced June 1st. Obviously, the divorce only takes place when it's delivered. I'll write it now. But wait, I was married at the time of the adultery. No, 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 no. I won't write a divorce. I won't write a date. They ask you what happened June 1st. You'd be like, I was already divorced. And if you don't have a date, it could lead to that confusion. You understand? So it's some, a husband will willingly write the wrong date or no date at all in order to get his wife off the hook. Again, how's she off the hook? Because she's going to say she was divorced at the time. It's not adultery. But the witnesses just the show that, that she had relations on June 1st. They don't know whether she's married or not. She'll procure a date, a, a divorce. No, I'm saying the witnesses on the divorce, they know when they signed the death. It doesn't say the date. But they know when it was. They didn't write it down. Yeah, but then she'll get other witnesses. And when, when they don't remember, whatever. It's chaos. That's the point. You don't need it, signatures. What was that? Oh, that's also, Rabbi holds you don't even need a signature. No, his point is the A.D. Messier will test. The point is it's confusion. So therefore, according to this, that's the issue of why you need a date. And by the way, that would also totally explain why you can't have a predated get. Same problem. Wife gets divorced. Uh, wife, wife commits adultery June 1st. She's still married. You write her divorce and just mark it. June 5th, she committed adultery. I can't think of months. June 5th, she committed adultery. And then you just write the divorce and just date it June 1st. And have it signed today. Again, it's not, it doesn't take effect June 1st, but people are going to think she's divorced from June 1st. You hear what I'm saying? That, that's the problem with predating a get. It can get her off the hook. No, let's say they're witnesses. No, they're witnesses, straight up witnesses that she committed adultery. She's, she's on her way to get killed in Besden, and she's freaking out. So he's like, "Don't worry, I'll write it. I'll predate it. Get, I'll just predate it. Don't, don't worry, I'll predate it." That's the issue. Now the big kasha is why would Rav Shimon be okay with it? That's the kasha. Okay, that's the first opinion of why you need a date in a get and why it would be an issue. You have Rishlokish says no. Rishlokish, as the Gemara is going to point out in a second, he's not concerned about znos. He's like telling me the whole reason why you need a the date in a get is because you're afraid of adultery. Like, no, no, no. You know what Rishlokish says? Mishum Peris. 
Okay, there's a concept called Nechse Molog, yeah? Nechse Molog, let's give an example. I would give you an example, but I, I don't want to... I don't... I, your marriage is good, I'm not concerned. But let's just pick you as an example. Your wife... Uh, okay, John, okay? John's wife uh, has Nechse Molog. Nechse Molog means it belongs to her, but you get the Paris. So that could be, by the way, could be a big factor. It could be every day. It actually could be valuable. Like, we don't think of it as being valuable. She brings into the marriage... She owns Nike, okay? So she owns the corporation, but you get the Paris, which means you get the right to the funds each day. It's a lot of money, okay? If you don't write a date on the get, then the husband will continue taking the Paris after they're divorced, right? The divorce was delivered June 1st, and then like June 5th, he's still in the factory, he's taking money, and they're like, well, what do you mean? Are you divorced now? And he's like, I don't know. No, no, I'm not. They're like, where's the get? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, let's say, let's say, uh, you know, a year later, they say you took you, the divorce was delivered. The divorce was written. The assumption is that the he no longer gets Paris when it's written. The divorce was written June first, but there's no date on it. You took Paris until July. He's like, no, we got divorced in July. Meaning, if there's no date, he'll be able to take Paris past the by the time the get was written. Because the assumption is not the assumption is. That's this point of the Gemara. The assumption is that he has rights to the Paris until it's written, not until it's delivered. The second it's written, he no longer has rights anymore. So therefore, if there's no date on it, he's going to continue taking unlawfully. Is that with he cannot take any Nechsimulog anymore. So that's the point. Not from the time it's delivered. The Gemara is going to point that out. Nechsimulog is it belongs to her, but he gets the rights to the Paris. So let's say he gets the right to the field, he gets to sell the fruit, but she owns the field. So the point is, so he has rights until it's written. If you don't write a date, he'll go past it. And he'll just claim, we weren't divorced yet. This is post, not pre-signing the date, it's post now. Well, this is explaining why a date is necessary. Right. But the truth why? is, the truth is, the opposite is also true according to this. What's the problem with pre-dating a get? The problem with pre-dating a get is it hurts him. See, we're worried about him. Right? You always think of him as taking her unlawfully. What about the opposite? He's allowed to get the until it's until it's written and signed, right? Until their their marriage is sort of over. Not delivered, but until it's written and signed. If it's written and signed, if if let's say it's signed June 5th, but it's written June 1st, that means that for those four days he should get Nichsemulug. But she is going to take him to court and make him reimburse it because he's like she's like we were divorced and he's like we weren't divorced they didn't sign until June fifth and she's like well what's the date what date does it say June first pay up for those four days you hear what I'm saying meaning if you don't have there's this is the basic premise there's three dates that are significant regarding Paris there's when the get is written when the get is signed and when the get is delivered we're assuming right now that the get that the husband gets Paris until it's signed. So therefore, if you write the wrong date, if you write no date, he'll just keep going. He'll keep going past the date and he'll take unlawfully. But if you predate it, it's also an issue. Because, again, predating means it implies that they're divorced June 1st, but they're not. Because they're only divorced, he only stopped getting parents when it's signed, which could be five days later. And for those five days, she's going to take him to court to pay for those nichs and maluk, which he had 100% rights to. So that, that's the issue, and you have to figure out now why is Rashimin cool with it. But basically, so you have two reasons of why you have to write a date in the divorce document. It's either to, to avoid a husband getting a wife off the hook from adultery, or it's to avoid the husband taking nechse melug 
past the allotted time. Those are the two reasons for a, a date in a document. So let's try to figure out why they disagree with each other. Rishlokish my time Why did Rishlokish not say like Rav Yechanan that the reason for a date in a get is to avoid adultery problems? Amrlach go to the next page. Znus That's not why you need a date, a date in a get. Znus is not so shchiach, especially znus that would lead to adultery to the point where she'd be killed. It's not a very shchiach dika thing. That that can't be the reason why every single divorce document needs a, a date. That can't be. Okay, Rav Yechon, my time alone. Why does Rav Yechon not like Rishlokish's concern? Again, Rishlokish's concern is if you don't write a date, the husband will take past the allotted time. Let me ask you a question: How could that be? How, how is that possible? Let's just talk practically. If you don't write a date, yeah, how could the husband take past the allotted time? Because the assumption is the husband loses the rights when it's signed or when it's written or when it's signed, which let's say is June 1st, but there's no date on it. He's going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And she's going to say, we're divorced. And he's like, I don't see the date. Right? He's going to take too much. Why does Rish Lakish not, why does Rav not like that? Because <coughs> Rav Yechanan holds, the husband has rights until the get is delivered. Once you hold, the only reason why there's room for ambiguity and confusion is because, right, when, are, when is she officially divorced? When the papers are signed, or delivered. Not signed, when they're delivered. Rish Lakish holds the husband has rights to the Paris until it's signed. Now, so signed and delivered are different times and it's hard to prove. Rav Yechon disagrees with that whole concern. Why? Because Rav Yechon holds the husband has rights until it's delivered. Therefore, there's no room for concern. What's the concern? He's going to take past the time? No, he can't. As long as she could prove that the date was delivered on June 1st, he has rights until June 1st and not past it. There's no room for confusion. There's only room for confusion if you hold that the husband has rights until the, it's written or signed. Because then the delivery happens later. And you could always prove when the delivery happened because there's witnesses. But the, the problem is the, the in-between time. Rav Yechner holds the husband has rights until it's delivered. So therefore this entire thing is not a concern. Therefore he's stuck with the avoiding adultery concern. Okay, now here's the kasha. Again, there's two concerns. Either there's a financial concern or an adultery concern. We'll deal with the financial concern in a second. We'll explain the machlekes of Shimon and the Rabbanon. Again, you have a predated get. The Rabbanon hold puzzle, or Shimon holds kosher. Now, if it's a money thing, we'll explain in a moment. Understood. That's not a big deal. That we'll get to in a minute. It has to do with when does a husband have the when does the husband uh, uh, lose his rights when it's written or when it's signed. That we'll get to in a few moments. But that's not a big deal. The question is though, if you hold like Rav Yechanan, that it's to avoid adultery problems, then why would Rav Shimon be okay with a predated get? Again, the wife comes home and says, "There are witnesses that I committed adultery. They're going to kill me." And he's like, "Well, when did this happen?" And she's like, "June 1st. He's like, okay, I'm going to write a predated get. I'll just write January. And no one will know. So Rabbanah like, well, that's puzzle. <laughs> that makes sense. Why is there Shimon cool with it? Like, that's a legitimate problem. Financially, we're going to be able to work it out because there's different stages and the chsimalug. When do you lose it? When do you get it? But like the... What do you mean? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's financially doesn't matter. My point is we're going to explain in a few moments, the Gemara is going to explain how it works. I, I, I'll tell you right now how it works. The, the, the question is, what is the concern of a predated get? The, what's the concern of a predated get financially? The concern is she will mess him up, right? That's the concern. 
because he has rights to the Paris until it's signed, but it's predated, which means it's written four days earlier. So he really has rights until, again, it's written June 1st, signed June 5th. In this case, from a financial perspective, she's going to mess him up. How so? Because he really has rights until June 5th when it's signed. Written doesn't matter. But she's going to take him to court for all the money he took unlawfully, air quotes, from June 1st to June 5th. And she's going to sue him and she's going to win. And that's not fair. Why is Rav Shimon okay with a predated get? Because Rav Shimon actually holds that the second the get is written, you lose the rights. Not when it's signed. So the second it's written... So when it was written June 1st, that's when he loses his rights. There's no way to mess him over. Meaning, the Rabbanon hold it's a problem because the Rabbanon hold that the husband has rights until it's signed because that's when it's a get. But it's written June 1st, but it's signed June 5th. So there's four days that he has rights, but it looks like he doesn't, so she's going to sue him. Rav Shimon is cool with it because Rav Shimon holds that he actually loses the rights the day it's signed, the, the day it's written. The day that the get is written, even when it's not signed June 1st, he loses the rights. So what's she going to do? She's going to sue him for all the stuff from June 1st? She should. Meaning... The reason why the Rabbana holds is a problem is because the Rabbana hold, he has rights until it's signed, but it's written a different date, so she's going to sue him. Shimon actually holds, he loses the rights when it's written. But they're not divorced. They're not divorced at all. Not at all. It's, it's, that, it's the fact that he's decided to divorce her, he doesn't have rights anymore. So, so because of that, the point is, I get the machlokas, right? Whether you understand properly or not, that's the machlokas. The machlokas is whether a predate is a problem from a financial perspective is basically when does he lose the rights. If he loses the rights when it's written, there's not a concern. If he loses the right when it's signed, then it's a confusion. She could sue him, whatever. But if you hold that it's an adultery problem, why would Hashem be okay with it? He's going to write a false get in order to get her off the death penalty. That's clear as day. And that's not good. So why would Hashem be okay with it? So the answer is... Rav Yechon says, you're right. My entire reasoning of the adultery does not work according to Rav Shimon. Meaning, Rav Shimon does not believe that the reason for a date and a get is for adultery. It doesn't work. Rav Yechon was saying, I was saying the Rabbanon shita. You're right. Rav Shimon does not believe that that's the reason. Rav Shimon, if Rav Shimon believed that the reason for a date and a get was because of adultery, he would definitely have a problem with a predated get. He doesn't believe that the adultery whole thing, that, that, that he doesn't follow that. Meaning, Rav Shimon definitely holds that it's a financial perspective. The Rabbanon are the one who holds that it has to do with adultery. So therefore, the Rabbanon are against the predator. Rav Shimon's okay with it because Rav Shimon doesn't believe that it has to do with adultery at all. So, that, that, that's, a, so that, that's, that's how Rav Yechen gets out of it. Okay, let's just speak out according to Rish Lakish, which is what I just said. The answer is, the Gemara says, according to Rav Shlokish, that it's a financial perspective. What's the machlokis, Rav Shimon and the Rabbanon? The answer is, when does he lose the rights? Does he lose it b'shas ksiva, when it's written, or b'shas chasima, when it's signed? The Rabbanon feel that he loses the rights when it's signed, which is June 5th, but it's written June 1st. So there's four days that people think it was signed early. And therefore, she's going to sue him when he had the rights to it lawfully. And that's not fair. Rishimin believes the second he wrote the get, he already lost the rights. Therefore, what's the, there's no problem. There's no confusion. What's she going to do? Sue him from June 1st? Good. She should. He lost the rights at June 1st. So that, that's the machlaikas. Now, the Gemara just says one quick point before we end this little bit. The Gemara says, so, um, we, we have the same shitas, but backwards. Uh, 
We have the, the opposite, that Rav Yechanan is the one who says that you lose the rights from the time it's written, and Rish Lakish from the time that it's from the time that it's signed, which is the opposite of what we're saying. Epoch, switch the names around. Okay. Now, one last one last little bit about this. You have to have a date in the get. Yeah. And if you have a pre-date, it's a machlegas. Here's the problem. The halacha is that if you write a get without a divorce, without a date, but the evidence fine. But the evidence fine. So the question is, if you're telling me predating is such an issue, but the whole thing is lechachila, meaning you're telling me if you have a predated get, puzzle, no good. But if you don't have a date at all, the whole thing is lechachila. So what, what? So the Gemara says. The Gemara says like this. Amalei Abai the Rav Yosef Abai says to Rav Yosef the following the rest of the sugi is, is the rest of the daf is very easy. Amalei Abai Rav Yosef Abai says to Rav Yosef Gimel Git and Psulim. We had this earlier in the Masechta that there are three types of Git that are puzzle. Lechachila v'mnisus avad kasher. But if you use the get, the child will not be a mamzer. One of these three is a divorce without a date. If you write a get without a date, but the evidence fine. You shouldn't do it, but the evidence is fine. Here's the kasha. But, but then what did you accomplish? Meaning like this. They decided that it has to be written with a get, that it has to be dated. But if you tell me it's kasha but the evidence, then what did you accomplish? It's a strange question because we're sort of familiar with this throughout Shas, which is l'chachila. Meaning, the kasha is like this. You're being so strict, you have to have a date. And if it's predated, it's an issue. But I thought, if you don't have a date, it's the Yotzeb the Yavid. So what did you accomplish by making me have a date? The answer is, Ahani L'chachila, you're not supposed to write a divorce without a date. Yes, if you did, it's fine. But l'chachila, meaning what the Chachamim accomplished by requiring a date is that if there is no date, l'chachila, people will not sign it. That's what they, that's what they accomplished. Therefore, you need a date. Meaning, Chazal were afraid that if you don't give a date, the, there'll be adultery problems or financial problems, whatever it is. Therefore, they required a date. But yes, if you use a, without a date, it'll work. So then what did you accomplish? The answer is, what rabbi is going to sign a get against Chazal? Meaning, what Chazal accomplished is that when they said you need a date, and if you don't, if you don't do a date, it's fine. But the evidence, you say, well, if it's fine, but the evidence, then what you accomplish? The answer is, well, lechachila, it's going to be a problem. And good luck finding a rabbi signing off on a get when it's lechachila, no good. Well, the point is, because the evidence is fine, but the evidence is fine because they didn't want to pass a get the evidence. So you say, well, if it's the evidence is fine, then what would you accomplish? The answer is, well, I accomplish lechachila. No one's going to use a get like that. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute, why aren't you concerned the following? If a guy wants to be clever, yeah? He wants to save his niece or adultery or financial problems, yeah? So he needs a date that has the wrong date. He needs a get that has no date or the wrong date. He goes to a rabbi and he says, hey, I need a get, but can we just leave the date off? And the rabbi's like, no. L'chachili, not let's do it. This is what he does. He writes the proper date and cuts it off. Right? He just cuts it out. It's kosher without a date, but the Eved, he wants the wrong date. Now, no one's going to write him a get without a date on it, so he'll write the proper date, which doesn't help him at all, and then he'll cut it off. Why aren't you concerned about that? So the Gemara says, He'll cut off the date, and he'll still use it. And then, you, then he'll protect his wife, he'll mess over his wife financially, whatever it is, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a 
It's a good way out of it. Again, he wants no date, but no Rav will sign off on a get without a date. So he'll write the date and then he'll cut it out. So the answer is, we're not concerned of this type. It's such a... Yeah, yes, there's going to be people that cheat, but we don't have to be concerned that the average person's a cheater. But yes, yeah, okay, it's a good way to cheat. But we're not concerned about cheaters. That Cheaters are going to cheat, that's it, you know. Okay, just to end with this, a very interesting back and forth. You have to write a date, l'chachila. If you didn't write a date, no one's going to sign a l'chachila. But if you wrote a date, l'chachila, good. If you predated, no good. What if I wrote the date, but I didn't... Hebrew date. But what if I didn't write the day of the week or the day of the month? What if I just wrote the year? I wrote 5783. Is that enough of a date that it's l'chachila fine? Right? It's like any other halacha. Chazal required a date in order to make a l'chachila. How much of the date is needed? Can I do the year? Can I do the year of Shemitah? <laughs> like how 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 specific do I need to go to trigger this lechachila? So the Gemara says, Kasa by Let's say you just write what year it is in the Shemitah cycle. You don't even write the, the year. You just write year four of the Shemitah cycle. It's the date. It's not predated. It's, it's accurate. Is that enough to make it lechachila? Or Shana? Or you write the year fifty seven eighty three? Is that enough? Or Chodesh? I write it's it's a uh, 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 Sivan fifty seven eighty three. It's true. I didn't say the date. It's not predated. It's not post-dated. I just I'm vague. Or Shabbos, I write um, the week. I don't write Chaf Aleph Sivan. I write the third week of Sivan. That, that, that's the question. Is that enough? So my what's the halacha? So I'm like kosher. He says it's fine. Meaning you you technically gave a date, so you have fulfilled what Chazal wanted. It's lechachila kosher. So if you just write the year fifty seven eighty three kosher lechachila, it's fine. So the Gemara says, Then what would you help? <laughs> what did you accomplish? There, there's, it, it's, people will, will, will right? if you write 5783, then, then you, could, you could still cheat the person because it's halfway 5783. People think it's the beginning. You could still protect a woman from adultery because, so what you accomplish? The, says the Gemara, you know what to accomplish? You accomplish that at least you you excluded previous years. Meaning, yes, this year there's room for games. So what's the point of writing 5783? Because then you can't protect someone from doing something in 5782. And you can't steal from someone in 5781. Meaning, you're right, it's, it doesn't, it, there's room for ambiguity, but at least it accomplishes that you can't mess over someone from previous years. Okay. And the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Right, by a divorce, do they write the time? They don't write the time. They write the date. So that means, what if she committed adultery in the morning? So you'll write the date even though you delivered it that night. Or not that night. Let's say she committed adultery at 8 o'clock in the morning. Should she get the death penalty? Yeah. So what do you do? At 3 in the afternoon, you write the divorce. It doesn't say the time. So you're protecting her. What's the answer? Answer is okay. At least you're, you know, at least you outrule, outlawed every other day. So over here, you outlawed every other year. The point is, unless you write the seconds, there's going to be ambiguity. So once you're willing to write the date, then we're willing to write the year. That's the Gemara says. So therefore, we will accept uh, a blank just that year. I will stop here and pick it up tomorrow. No, not too bad. Thank God. I, I, I actually. I kind of 